It's Monday. It's morning. <laughs> uh, it's macabre. Uh, wow. You can't write mm. that. Can't write that. I guess we'll leave it in. We'll <laughs> we'll figure out. It's macabre. I'll just do a normal one in case I want to edit it, but welcome to Monday Morning Macabre with Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. This is Scones right now. It's me. Welcome to another week, 39th episode, I think. Hey, And one away from the big four zero, which is exciting. And if you haven't seen the show before, either Scones or I will be bringing a spooky, creepy, macabre story to the other one. And then we add in foghorn sound effects. Sometimes out-of-date cartoon characters. It's Yep. It's a whole litany of very poignant messages that we provide our listeners. Very highbrow stuff. Yeah, this is the most highbrow show you're going to see maybe in your lifetimes. This is the 60 minutes of podcasting. Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. I'm kind of like the Wolf Blitzer of horror podcasting. Yeah, I'm the Don Rickles. I don't know why. Don Rickles? I'm the Don Rickles of... He's the Don Rickles. Listen, everyone's called me old Ricky D. Today, I'm going to be bringing scones, a certain spooky, weird mystery story. How scary and spooky is it? Would you say on a scale of 1 to 10? I would say it's like a solid... uh, what if I was like, it's like a three. I don't know. I don't really want to do anything. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I don't know. It's like kind of scary. It's like I don't know. Like I don't actually, know if I like. I just lost my keys. That's it. I don't know if I like it or if I like 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 it. And it's like I don't know where we <laughs> stand. And I'm not ready to have that conversation. No, it's a. It's like a. It's a good spooky. Uh, spooky mystery. It's got some twists and turns. Some zigs where there should be zags. Yeah, and so oh man, and some zags where there should be zogs. Honestly, zogs. Yeah, we're getting to the. The, the, the quantum the, physics. Yeah, exactly. We're getting to the cubed. Ver- anyway, let's get to the fucking story. Uh, <laughs> today, Scones, we're going to be going to France, okay? Because we're going to be talking about the mysterious disappearance of Pauline Picard. Oh, wee, oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So what's what's her name? Jean Luc Picard. Her name's Jean Luc Picard, and mysteriously vanished in a spaceship. Um, Starship Enterprise. Looking, yeah, on a Starship Enterprise, looking for a new frontier. Her name is Pauline Picard. Little Pauline. The story is about an incident in which a young French girl, Pauline Picard, goes missing in 1922 from her family's farm in Brittany, France. Now, the story got stranger and stranger as events unfolded, and it was in fact her potential recovery that turns the entire investigation and search completely on its head. On its head? There's a lot of uh, articles here. I've got some links from the Occult Museum that I'm looking at right now. It's got a good article on it. I saw a couple of others. Um, And I should also mention that this was a suggestion from my my wife, Aroni. Hey! So... You know, here at Monday Morning Macabre, we, we're a family show. We're right? a family company. 
or family company, when your wife says, hey, talk about this terrifying missing young French woman, I'm just like, all right, here we go. Well, Don't my threaten me get- with a good time. <laughs> I'll have whatever she's having. And then we high five and uh, we freeze frame. Until That's how the week. sausage gets made here at Monday morning with cup. <laughs> That's the Sling and Dinger's secret sauce. So, Pauline Picard was two years old in April of 1922 when she went missing from her family home in, okay, I'm going to butcher this French town and I'm sorry. And I've tried to look up a hyphenetic or phonetic, not hyphenetic, a phonetic pronunciation of it. I couldn't find anything. Is it Paris? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Per, Paris? No, it's, it's Ghost Al Ludu. G-O-A-S. Ghost Lagoon? It's Ghost Lagoon. <laughs> if I was making like a character that was like a phantom in like DuckTales, I would name him yep. Ghost Lagoo. <laughs> Ghost Lagoo. France. All right. This is so she's from a horrific villain in DuckTales town in Woo-hoo. France. And a local, a thorough search was conducted by local police and volunteers, but it amounted to no results. Many believe she had been kidnapped by a local caravan of gypsies and ferried off without a trace, which is a terrifying prospect to think in the 20s that this is a thing that people had to be like, it could have been this. Just like just Romani's came and just yeah, smashed him and, and like one on the way. It's like you're one of us. And that's just like a day to day occurrence, apparently, <laughs> in France in the 20s. Sometimes you just get drafted to be <laughs> part <laughs> to of the be wagon a- train. The situation seemed bleak when a few weeks later, word came that a young girl matching Pauline's description had been found wandering alone in Cherbourg over 300 miles away. Now, this story kind of has vibes of some Charles Bruce Anderson a little bit. I was just about to say, is, yeah. he, is she Charles <laughs> Bruce Anderson? <laughs> this is the part two of Charles Bruce Anderson uncovering Anderson. We're the Anderson Cooper of Macabre. There you go. Um, hey, there we go. We've 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 connected and we're back. So, three hundred miles away, report comes in being like, "Hey, there's this there's a girl, and she looks just like that girl over in Goo Lagoon." And they're like, "All right, we gotta we gotta let them know." So, the police pick up the the girl who matches the description, and her mother, uh, Pauline's mother, identifies her via a photograph that the police officer sent. And the police office, the police were satisfied that it was the same girl, and <laughs> that's all you need. Just and they're like, they're like, like their hands go. clean, and we're like, good <laughs> yeah. job, guys. They're like, and police work done, baby. Now, the mystery of how a toddler could find herself several hundred miles away from home was brushed aside in the wake of relief of her safe return. <laughs> so, yeah, they weren't even like, how the fuck did you get? They were just like, yep. We found this kid in the Ukraine. Yeah, but it kind (laughs) of sounds like her. And I kind of want my kids, so. Well, she's got the same-ish hair color. And uh, yeah, case closed. Send her on her way. So the parents travel 300 miles. They retrieve their daughter. But the blissful reunion was not without its oddities, as one would expect. Dude, I hate when my reunions are filled with oddities. So the oddities. The girl was very distant with her parents. Uh, maybe because it wasn't their daughter. That's it was might very be distant why. and didn't speak any of the languages the parents. Spoke. Well, yeah, even more baffling. She did not respond when spoken to in her native Breton dialect. And her overjoyed parents chalked it up to trauma and returned to Goo Lagoon with their new recovered daughter. And all seemed set right. 
<laughs> it's like ew. This is like <laughs> creepy. Like the fans are yeah. so crazy. If this it's is not their daughter, it's just some little girl that remotely matches your daughter, and you just she doesn't speak fucking <laughs> French or whatever they speak. It's so scary. They're like bonjour, and she's like, "What the fuck is this, dude?" So yeah. I like they. I like how they chalk it up to trauma on the daughter's part, not on their part, as if they're not the ones who have gone through a traumatic experience and are now deciding yeah, that a random s- child is theirs. Some serious irony there. Yep. So, newspapers across France and even as far as New York Times report the strange but miraculous return of the missing child. So people are like, "Hey, look at this wonderful, heartfelt story. <laughs> We've got a kid back." Now. A little trouble in paradise after after a few months, the Picards begin to suspect that maybe this girl is not actually their daughter. They they're they're thinking like, hey, you know, it is while we do think it's trauma, it's also like she doesn't know anything that she used to know about like the farm we live on or any of that. She's stuff. also like, a decidedly different person. <laughs> yeah, she seems so like like she's totally flipped a new leaf, and they're like, it's they don't know why. She can't figure it out. It's just too hard. They can't figure it out. They're like, maybe she went vegan and that's why it's different. I don't know. But. <laughs> it's just a phase. It's probably violent <laughs> video games. Yeah, exactly. So here's a creepy note. During that period where they're starting to kind of question if it's their daughter, a neighbor who or another local farmer uh, named Evez Martin asked the parents that he goes to their door and he's like, listen, is that truly your daughter? And they're like, I think so. We think so. And then he he says out loud, God help me, I am guilty, and runs off. Wait, who said that? This is like a local farmer who shows up to their house after like a couple months of this new girl being here. So now news has spread all over that like, hey, they found their daughter again. And then this random local farmer is like, are you sure that's your daughter? And they're like, we think so. And he's he. the quote is, God help me, I am guilty, and runs away. <laughs> so that's weird and creepy. That's majorly... I don't understand the context. <laughs> exactly. It's just the he's craziest... Up like, whoa, that's your kid? I'm guilty. And then yeah, he's well, we'll get. I mean, it'll make a little more sense in a bit. So he runs away, and then... Down the line, he's committed to... <laughs> turns out of the house after saying that and just sprints forward. He's like, goodbye forever. And just, and just runs into the woods. He's still running to this day. Yeah. He's like Forrest Gump. He, uh, except he's not because he gets committed to an asylum and is never heard from again. Now... <laughs> Jesus. So that's a little side note. But then a discovery is made. Okay. And that kind of makes... start. All this starts making a little more sense once we find the discovery. So... A neighboring farmer was walking across the Picard farm when he found something truly disturbing. The body of a very young girl, decapitated, brutally disfigured, and naked with a skull nearby. Oh, jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the farmer obviously goes to the police, and the police come and investigate the site along with the Picard's. The body was damaged and decaying past the point of identification, but Pauline's mother noted that the clothes found nearby matched the outfit Pauline had been wearing the day she vanished. Stranger still, the location where the remains had been found already had been searched during the initial canvassing of the area, which led investigators to believe that the body had only recently been moved there. So. What? 
So, yeah, that's there's a lot to unpack right there. Yeah, so they find a decapitated and disfigured body and a skull, and the body had the clothes that Paulina was wearing. So this is very much points to this is Paulina's body, which brings up a few questions. A, who's the child with them? Right. And then it kind of makes a very... It makes you it makes you look at Yves Martin, the local farmer, who says, God help me, I'm guilty, and ran away from your porch. That's a... Uh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, so like, did he I mean, do it? Prime he suspect, had to have done it, right? Prime suspect number one right there is the guy who came to your porch and <laughs> freaks out and runs away. And, and the cops are just like, body. no, that can't possibly be your daughter, the, the body. We saw this. <laughs> yeah. We saw this years ago when we stole that other little girl. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you mean? We've this has been case. The case has been closed. So things become even more bizarre. Because the autopsy on the skull found near the body was found to be too large to have belonged to a young girl. In fact, the skull didn't even belong to a woman. It was the skull of an unidentified full-grown male. So now there's like another layer of like, what the fuck is going on here? It's, it's, nobody, this is starts, everyone's getting confused now. Because they're like, okay, so apparently there's two murder victims with a kidnapper and a potential murderer still loose somewhere in the area because they are basically That's holding horrifying. on to yeah it's <laughs> terrifying and the family's holding on to hope that it's not pulling his body because the skull doesn't match but it's got your kids clothes and like you know and obviously they're in they're grieving and, and going through these things and they've convinced themselves that this random girl from the 300 mile away town is their yeah big daughter Big elephant in the room for that girl. Yeah. She's just like, so do I get to go home now? (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that like she starts to kind of like be chill with the fact that she's there. And also she is uh, like our Paulina is too. remember like uh, that is very young (laughs) to be wandering. She was wandering the streets of that city. (laughs) She had to grow fast. (laughs) I mean, apparently, I mean, she's wandering Cherbourg alone at two years old and then that's how she got picked up and like sent to the cards so then now that she's there she's starting to be like oh maybe this is my home and she starts to get more comfortable with them and stuff so like now they're like oh this is totally her and then all this stuff starts happening i mean it's just like i assume the parents are like certifiably insane by this point probably and i mean by the time they found the body the girl was starting to get more comfortable before they found the body. They were like, we don't know if this is our daughter or not. So at this point, <laughs> but we'll take it <laughs> but yeah, basically now. Unfortunately, we do not have a good resolution to this. Yes. Ultimately and tragically, no conclusion could be reached in the case. And there's just a never ending list 20s. of questions. Yeah, exactly. Was the hysterical man who questioned Pauline parents, her killer? I probably, <laughs> Seems yeah, awfully, sounds, uh, sounds like he confessed, actually. I know. I was going to say, it's, I, it sounds like that part is case closed. I don't think we have to worry about that part. I think we can both also, agree that it's... the male skull is the... That's the big one. And then who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> yeah, I think this girl just... Yeah. Wrong place at the wrong time. Or right place at the right time. I don't know what her life was like before this, but... Did the, did the local farmer also kill another guy and leave the head? Who's... Whose skull is just sitting in the middle of a field? 
And who did the farmer, if the farmer asked, is this your child? And then it was like, I'm guilty. Who does he think he killed? Right. <laughs> there's a, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of questions. So even with the Picard's identification of the clothes on the body, they still have no proof that the body found on their property was actually Paulina's or Pauline's, excuse me. The young girl from Cherbourg, so the mystery girl, eventually gets sent back to be put in an orphanage and the Picard spend the rest of the days with a mystery of their daughter's fate. So that's sad. I mean, I guess probably good for the, well, I don't know if it's good for the girl. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Is it better for the child? I guess it depends. The parents sound whacked, so maybe not. Yeah, true. Really. Yeah, no, that actually, they're probably not fit to be parents at that point after but all of the. Th- the standard of like living for an orphan yeah, child yeah. in the 20s, I can't imagine it's better. <laughs> this is true. Unless Daddy Warbucks is coming. So, Eves Martin is still, Yves Martin. I don't know if it's, e- it's Y-V-E-S. I don't know if it's Yves, Eves. Anyway. He's still considered the prime suspect by many, though his ultimate fate after entering the asylum was never known. Now, the skull was never identified of the adult man, and no missing men were postulated as possible identities. So, today... Someone got offed and was not noticed. (laughs) That's apparently what happened. I mean, I guess it must have been what happened. The most accepted theory today is that the body located on the property was Pauline's, However, the identity of the owner of the disembodied head remains a mystery, and the ultimate fate of the girl who goes back to Cherbourg is also lost to time. time. So, this mystery brings a lot of questions. Is that girl still alive? I uh, Nobody knows. I, I would doubt it. She'd be like she, almost 100. She'd be 100. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be 100, and she'd have to have made it through all of the... All of the orphanage stuff that and I don't World know. World War Two <laughs> and World War Two and thing, you know, similar things. And she seems like a survivor. She seems like a real go with the flow kind of kid. Yeah, yeah. she seems super chill. <laughs> <laughs> just don't say anything, man. Just this is it now. First of all, she was already just like chilling, walking around a city alone as yeah, two years old. Yeah, she grew up on those streets, man. She's yeah. street smart. She's a survivor. <laughs> She's this is like Aladdin. This is a lot like Aladdin. It's Aladdin. <laughs> it's this is the basis of Aladdin. Do not dispute me. Do I'm not positive. look it up. Don't look it up. Don't Google it. You just take our word. This is this story is the inspiration for Aladdin. <laughs> the genie showed up on Aladdin's doorstep and was like, "Oh God, have mercy on my soul. I'm guilty." And then <laughs> broke in a song. <laughs> the whole I can't see any differences. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's it's identical. They also mentioned in the article that it's not the only time in history that mistaken identity and apparent amnesia of native language has baffled the public. Anna Anderson, during the same year... Lady Charles Bruce? No. Oh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But Anna Anderson, ironically, during the same year in 1922, apparently 1922 was a big year for swapping kids. It was the roaring 20s. Everyone was out drinking, swapping kids. You know how (laughs) Yo, swap kids. Kids were just wandering cities at two years old. Like stray cats. Yeah. Yeah. So this Anna Anderson was identified as the missing Grand Duchess Anastasia, despite apparent language barriers. I've seen that movie. Yeah. So uh, that's a little more Aladdin-y because of the Grand Duchess side of it. But That's pretty wild. 
that one would be I would be like all right I'm cool with this if I would just like my parents abandon me in the street and they're like oh you're the like duchess I'd be like hell yeah bro give me my crown or tiara or whatever <laughs> although she probably didn't want to know because weren't like people trying to chase her down and kill her I mean that's I view that as an exciting <laughs> part of my college application where I was like there was assassins after me and that didn't really taught me you want with assassins after you <laughs> assassins after me yeah and so people they, they were saying also yeah it's just a just a, another related story about another girl who goes missing and is found and is claimed to be someone else so in the wasn't charles anderson around the same time also i think so maybe the, it was definitely in the 20th century like early 20th mid to early 20th century and it's just parents just lose kids or let them go <laughs> Other yeah, parents okay. so take Charles them in. Anderson <laughs> was 1913, 1912 to 1913. So it's like 10 oh, years yeah. after that. But still, it's <laughs> the early 1900s were not a great year for uh for for remembering what your kids look like. <laughs> it's not that like you have a kid, do you think if someone another kid who also was just like had the same color hair? I know, right? It's like you're like, "Yeah, that's her." <laughs> It's like, okay, we've put these three kids in a lineup. You've got a red-haired kid, a brown-haired kid, and a literal pineapple. And they're going to be like, mm, that pineapple's looking Ooh. pretty much like my kid. That pineapple, though. He's got a good head of hair on him. I think I got a, <laughs> I think I got a onesie that'll fit just right. <laughs> it's got him on it. Must be true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the uh, that's the, the wacky, creepy, mysterious disappearance of Pauline Picard. Look up her disappearance because there's unfortunately a couple different articles give a, like different amounts of detail. So I've tried to kind of combine them here, but it's you, you kind of, it does get lost to time. Like records were not what they are now. Uh, obviously, as you can tell by the constant swapping of children. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you hear a lot now about crime, like old crimes being solved with, for like modern forensic technology that would be interesting they they i wonder if they could do that or if like the skull was not kept yeah i was gonna i was gonna say it it would be very much dependent on whether or not they still have any of the remains or like a dna test for like the parents and the girl that's, that's the problem is i don't know if they i mean i guess the parents would be able to be found but if the body's not around and everyone else in the story involved in the story like vanishes like the farmer is in an asylum and gets lost forever. And then same with the Cherbourg girl. I mean, they the, would need the, the body. The farmer the, not having any repercussions or stuff after seems wild. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say he went to the say, asylum before all this was found? Yeah. He literally like runs away and then gets thrown in the asylum after. And they a, can't like, track you know, him down. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how is he not? There's not an article about him being questioned or like anything. Communications just that disconnected in yeah, I 1922 think so. France that they couldn't. I've yeah, it's ins- I have no idea how he got away without being involved in this more. Dude, imagine being the parents after all this. Yeah, it's just like that's yeah, we know who killed him. He literally came to our house, <laughs> screamed it, and ran away. And that guy's probably like, <laughs> I am a criminal genius. It's like I knew I'd throw them off my scent by yelling at them at their front door about how about my guilt and then running like. And then just running until morning. That guy knows something we do not about how to commit crimes. 
What if the skull was his? That's why he was never questioned after. <sighs> and in the insane asylum, they actually just found another guy walking around the city and just picked him. And we're like, yeah, this guy now. Because that's what... Because that seems sounds like, like what police happening. work was in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. You're this person now. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You've won. You're the Duchess of Anastasia. Or you yeah, are Grand Duchess of Anastasia. The, she won the jackpot of becoming other people. So... She had that albino bat. <laughs> like in the I'm movie. starting to notice that uh, my daughter's looking kind of not like what she did a week ago. Um... I'm going to hope she's the queen. That'd be pretty cool. Hashtag. Just try it. Try and claim <laughs> she's... Just try. Why not something try? Something that will give you money. Yeah. Hey, this is... Uh, this is Harry and Meghan's first daughter. <laughs> we Mom, got her. please? She's ours. <laughs> we got her, Queen Elizabeth. If you want to see her again, send me a postcard, sweetheart. And uh, yeah, that's... <clears throat> that's the that's the story of Pauline Picard. If you if you like if you if you love like or gotta have, follow us on our socials. Socials. MM Macabre Pod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre Instagram, and Monday Morning Macabre on Facebook. Um, also, feel free to contact us in any of those forums. Also, our website MondayMorningMacabre.com. Send us a, uh, a a DM, an email of things you'd want to hear about. We actually got one or two last week but i didn't want to do it was another nautical themed episode in a way so i was like okay well, i'm gonna i'm gonna save this for a later date but the foghorns are still recharging <laughs> yeah, I, I i the licensing fees on those foghorns really ran me dry so uh <laughs> we're gonna have to wait a little bit before we can get that one going again but thanks everyone who's sending in suggestions we appreciate it and tell uh tell uh tell your grandchildren about it and then swap you know, them around. We're starting our own child swapping service. If you go to moneymorningmacabre.com slash swap me daddy, <laughs> you, you can find it. It's just uh, <laughs> take a penny, leave a penny tray that's really big. And you yep. just go in and... Yeah, you just plop them down and see them around. That's the slogan. So hope everybody has a good Monday and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.